Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for this, the sixth Sunday of Easter. The Reverend Jim Trokey will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is organist Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Michael Hazeman and Gabby James. Today's order of service is at www.trinity1874.com. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Stones Prairie St. John's Lutheran Church in Purdy, Missouri, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. In Jesus' name, good morning. My name is Jim Troike. I've been here before. It's actually been two years since I've been here. My last time here was at your pastor's uh, installation when I got to sing with the choir. That was a grand, grand day. And the time before that was just maybe a month or so previous. And I had written in my notes from that service and the prayers to be sure and give thanks for rain. I crossed that off for this time. Since I was here last, Alice and I have moved to Branson, downsized, and we're members of Faith Lutheran Church there, and uh, just really have enjoyed the move a lot. I've added two or three doctors to my staff, four or five new pills that I'm taking, And I'm two years closer to being in heaven, which, it turns out, is a good thing. St. John had a vision, which is our epistle today, part of the book of Revelation, which is going to be the basis of our service. It's also Memorial Weekend, as you well know, So, the sermon today and the service is really centered around uh, the idea of remembering those who are in heaven. And that's all thanks to the Lamb who sits upon the throne, our Savior, Jesus. I guess I don't have to tell you how happy I am to be here And if you don't realize it, I hope by the end of the service, you do. So let us make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And please rise. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy 
and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated for our first hymn. Our opening hymn is Ye Watchers and Ye Holy Ones, number 670 in the Lutheran Service Book.
invite you to rise. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteousness to be moved. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon I utter my complaint and moan. And he hears my voice. He redeems my soul in safety from the battle that I wage. For many are arrayed against me. Glory, Glory be to the, the Father, and, and to the Son, and, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, was it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteousness to be moved. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the giver of all that is good, by your holy inspiration, grant that we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding, accomplish them through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is from the book of Acts. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. 
And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go on to Macedonia in concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So, setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days, and on the Sabbath day we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after she was baptized, and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. This is the word of the Lord. Christ has risen from the dead. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. The children's message this morning will be provided to us by Amanda Minnie. If the children want to go ahead and come up for children's sermon. Good morning. How are you guys? Reagan, we're going to play a little game. Do you want to come sit over here where you can see it? You want to come sit closer? Okay. So how many of you think that heaven is different than the way we live now? How do you know that? Say that again. It says it in the Bible that we will be, not be sinful. That's right. The Bible tells us that heaven is going to be a very different place. So we're going to play a little game to see how heaven is different than where we live now. So what does this say? Now, and I tried to make it really plain. And what does this say? And I tried to make it really pretty. Um, So I'm going to say something about the way we live now. And then you tell me what you think it's going to be like then when we get to heaven. So now, our clothes wear out, right? What's going to happen when we get to heaven? They won't wear out. We'll have robes that never go bad, right? So now, what do we do when we get sick? 
We go to the doctor, we get medicine. What's going to happen when we get to heaven? That's right, we won't get sick at all. Now we need sleep and rest. Some of us, when we get older, need lots of rest so that our bodies can um, rejuvenate, right? What's it going to be like then? That's right, we're never going to sleep because we're going to be praising the Lord 24-7. Now, we have sun and moon that gives us day and night, right? What's it going to be like in heaven? Is there going to be a sun and moon? Will we need a sun and moon? Who's going to be our only source of light in heaven? God. Jesus, that's right. He's going to be the only light that we need. So here's the last one. Now, things, people, animals, anything living grows old and dies, right? Eventually, we all grow older and we die. What's going to happen then in heaven? That's right. There's no more dying. There's no more crying. There's no more pain. Um, It's hard to imagine for us what heaven is going to be like because we are sinful and because we live down here on earth every single day. But we have something called faith that we will all be in heaven one day, and that is going to be glorious and amazing. How many of you like to sing? Cordell, you better get that hand up. We are going to be able to sing all the time praises to Jesus in heaven. And how do we know that one day we will be in heaven? How do we know that? What does it say in the Bible? That's right. And how do we get there? Who made it possible for us to get there? Jesus. Jesus, that's right, with his death on the cross. Because of Jesus and because of the faith that's planted in our hearts, in our baptism, and as the Holy Spirit grows us in our faith, one day we will get to rejoice all together and with all the saints that have gone before us in this glorious, amazing place called heaven. So let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Dear Lord, we thank you so much um, for your son Jesus and for our faith that grows with us as we grow old, and we are so thankful for the place called heaven and that one day we will get to worship there with you. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our epistle reading today is from the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation. Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, 
And at the gates, twelve angels, and on the gates, names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations. And on them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, transparent as glass. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or of moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise for the Alleluia and the Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say that I, that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is the gospel of the Lord. Amen. 
The sermon hymn is Jerusalem the Golden, number 672 in the Lutheran Service Book. mercy and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a good thing for me to be here with you on Memorial Day because I want to remember with you and for you two saints who have gone before us 
into heaven. It's been a difficult Lent and Easter at our house, not because there's much wrong at our house, but because people we have known have died and gone to heaven. We've attended too many funerals in this Lent and Easter season. Maybe you have too. It's good to hear from St. John, as we have these last three weeks, about his vision, about what he saw. Because by knowing what he saw, I can imagine, and so can you, who he saw. And I can see them there. I can see my old friend Adolf Schnock, Jr., who I knew in the 80s. In fact, I had the honor to be his pastor. His father, and this is in Lone Elm by Boonville, Missouri, a rural congregation, his father had been the sponsor for the pastor's son who was born there in about 1917, 1914, actually. That pastor's son grew up to be, among other things, the best man at my parents' wedding in 1939. Has nothing at all to do with the sermon, but some of these things just have to be said. Sorry about that. When I got to Lone Elm in 1980, Adolf Schnock, Jr. had sold his dairy business still lived on the farm and was retired. And the thing he loved almost as much as he loved his wife, Anne, was fishing. I kind of like fishing myself. So he and I would fish together. One time he told me that when he was in the dairy business, sometimes the guys would go fishing, especially to opening day at Bennett Springs, and they'd all get in a car. Well, because he had a dairy, he would get up at 2 o'clock in the morning so he could do his milking early, go fishing with the guys, be back in time to do the evening milking. You probably all know what that's all about. On one of those trips, someone had decided to bring a bottle of champagne. And since they had a good day of fishing, they decided that they would drink it on the way home. Not a smart thing to do. But whoever brought the champagne opened the bottle, and it had been warming all day and shaking in the car, and the cork took off and hit Adolf in the eye, and he lost the use of that eye. He also lost his taste for champagne but not his love of fishing. While I was there as pastor, 
he was diagnosed with cancer of the spine and began to lose the use of his limbs from the bottom up. One day I went to his house to visit and there was a hospital bed in the living room which had been put there by the VA because Junie, as we called him, had been a veteran. And he had lost the use of his legs all the way up to his waist. And there he was in the living room, in the bed, and you'll never believe what he was doing. He was putting together those poppies that they give away on Veterans Day. Who knew that somebody had to put those together? He had the petals, he had the stems, he put them together, pulled it tight, threw them in a basket. But I want to tell you, every year I try to get one of those poppies because it reminds me of someone who, because of Jesus, is in heaven. Junie ended up in the Veterans Hospital in Columbia, Missouri. And I went to see him many times, but one time I went to see him, and if I had known that he was going to die that afternoon, I wouldn't have left. But as it was, I was there, He'd lost the use of everything, except he could still talk a little bit. I think I gave him communion, but I don't remember. I know we prayed together and thanked God for our Savior, Jesus Christ. And after the prayer, because I just like to tease a little bit, I said, you know, I've been thinking, I'm not sure that there is fishing in heaven. And I want to tell you his whole face changed. And this is the last thing I heard him say, ever. Of course there's fishing there. Everything is perfect. When I get to heaven, I mean to look him up. And I know exactly where I'm going to find him. And he's going to look up at me and he's going to say, you see, it is perfect. And just at that moment, he's going to reel in a big one. Because after all, everything is perfect. In Branson, Alice and I go mostly to the Saturday night service, which is at 6 o'clock. We leave our house at 5.30, and we get there at 20 minutes to 6, which gives us 20 minutes to hobnob with the people who are there in the 
foyer of the church, there's a table where there's a, a, the usual gang of people sitting around the table. And it looked comfortable to me, so that's where I decided to sit. <clears throat> On one end of the table is a guy who's a retired electrician from Chicago, one of those guys who was up in the high towers, uh, 30 below zero, 50 mile an hour wind, and he was up there fixing somebody's electricity. You'd look at the table, you'd look at him, and you'd say, yep, that's the one who was the electrician. He looks just like it. Looks like he could do it today. Except several months ago at the table, he announced that he had cancer. A little hard for him to take. Lady sits on the other end of the table, who's named Dee. About that same time, she announced that she had cancer. Hers was cancer of the esophagus. You maybe know how these things go. She sees one doctor, then another. Every Saturday night, I'd try to sit next to her and get a report. Yeah, I saw Dr. So-and-so this last week, and he said this, and then next week I'm going to see. And turned out to be one of the doctors that I see, so I was able to give her a report on this doctor, what a great, great guy he was. She liked hearing that, and the next week I said, how'd you get along with Dr. So-and-so? Oh, yeah, he was really wonderful. She got to the point in one of her reports that she said, this is what they're going to do. They're going to give me radiation, and then I have to decide whether I want to have the surgery where they remove the esophagus and connect the stomach right to as close as they can. She says, it'll mean that I'll have to eat six times a day and I won't ever be able to eat a full meal. And, of course, they're not sure what they'll find. She said she still had to decide whether to have the surgery or not. So, of course, the next week I made sure I could sit by her and say, well, what's the report? She said, well, I talked to the surgeon, and he laid everything out for me, what my chances are this way and what my chances are that way. And once I told him that I was going to have the surgery, he got very interested. And he said, yeah, I think we can do this. I think we can do this. What she said to me is, you know, either way, I win. Every week after that, as she'd give her progress reports going through radiation and all that, she would say that at the end. Either way, I win. Finally came time for the surgery, and the surgery went well. 
but it was after the surgery that things didn't go well. Dee ended up spending 85 days in various forms of intensive care, trying to wean her off of the breathing machine, trying to get all of this to work that they had put together, trying to get her back on her feet, and it didn't seem to work. I got to see her one of those days because I was at the hospital visiting somebody else. Our pastor was out of town and uh, <clears throat> just happened to go by her room. I didn't even know she was there. And I went in and sat with her. She couldn't talk, but I could. And I reminded her of what she said or maybe with her eyes she reminded me of what she had said. Either way, I win. We prayed about it. I gave her a benediction, and I left, never to see her again except at the funeral, which was wonderful. Roy, her husband, is doing well. And I'm doing okay myself. Because in this world, as Jesus told his disciples, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. When I get to heaven, I'm going to look her up too. She'll be sitting at a table. I'll walk up to her, I'll sit down next to her, she'll look at me and she'll say, You see? I won, and thanks be to God who gives us all the victory in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of God which passes understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Join our hearts as we confess our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died in the Spirit, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father of Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated for the offering.
The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the North X. Several ladies' Bible study groups meet during the week in surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, Sculpture the Spirit, Speaker Rev. Dr. Michael Ziegler. The Holy Spirit is the sculptor. Our lives are his medium. The image of Jesus is his goal. Based on John 16, verses 7 through 15. We will now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion. church grant faithfulness and skill to those who labor in your harvest we especially ask your blessing upon all teachers and ministers of your word that they may boldly proclaim your truth in love O Lord in your mercy hear our prayer Lord of all you desire that all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth we ask that you would give to us and your church at large the desire to share the gospel of Christ with those outside the church. By your Spirit, turn them to you, the one true God, that in their Savior they find life and salvation. O Lord, in your mercy, Lord of each day, in our everyday lives, help us to see our vocations as blessed callings from you. Lead us to daily do your will and serve our neighbor in response to your love for us. O Lord, in your mercy. Amen. 
Lord of the nations, you instruct us to pray for our leaders and those in authority. Thus we pray for those in our government. Grant to them wisdom and guidance that they may govern justly and in ways that are pleasing in your sight. Grant peace in our land that your word may be proclaimed freely. Accept our thanks for those who have served in the military on our behalf and those who serve us now. Protect them with your holy angels and bring them home safely. O Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of body and soul, we commend into your loving care those who are suffering physically or spiritually among us, including Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob, Mark, Lauren, Gary, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Bob, John, Mary Ann, Debbie, Bob, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Deborah, Joe, Philip, and Harmony. We also uh, remember the Jeff Paragon family as Jeff's dad, J.D., has passed away. According to your gracious will, grant them healing, restoration, and wholeness. Give them peace in knowing that you are with them always. O Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, for those who are celebrating anniversaries and birthdays, we give you thanks that you have given them more time on this earth. Sustain them in their lives, give them many reasons to give thanks, and keep before them the vision of your perfection in heaven. O Lord, in your mercy, into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy and your promise to hear us for the sake of the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Amen. 
our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess, I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and the death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament. And under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sins and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, this cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you all.
Our next distribution hymn is O Day of Rest and Gladness, number 906 in the Lutheran Service Book. May this true body and true blood strengthen and preserve you and keep you steadfast in the true faith unto life everlasting. The peace of Christ be with you always. Amen.
give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.christatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane. I don't know about you, but I feel pretty wonderful. It is such a joy to be here. I think about you so often, mostly in the winter time when I'm looking at the weather and the school closings, but at other times too. Uh, it seems that I have gone 12 minutes over time, and for those of you who keep track of these things, the last time I was here, my cumulative total was 21 minutes that I owe you. It is now 33 minutes. <laughs> and the only thing I can do to solve this is to, you know, have me back some time and give me another try. <laughs> I could have made the sermon shorter today, but some of you looked like you weren't getting it. <laughs>
I have announcements to make. I'm sorry, I almost forgot that. And they are these. from two years ago. Now 35 minutes that I owe you. <laughs> Short prayer session in the chapel after the service for anyone who would like to join. Uh, there will be a circuit-wide Ascension Day service on May 30th, that would be Thursday, I believe, at Trinity Lutheran Church in Sarcoxy at 7 p.m. Confirmation reunion will be in two weeks, if I have my calendar right, on June 9th. And the music committee will be meeting on June 4th at 4.30 at the home of Amanda Moaning. Uh, anyone who has a desire to provide special music is encouraged to contact Amanda before June 4th. Now I think I'm done. Is there anyone else who needs to say anything? Well, thank you so much for allowing me to be here today. And uh, I will keep you in my good thoughts and my prayers. <laughs>